when you've got a doctor saying hang your boots up it, it, it plants a seed and then, you know and really you, you, your heart's in football saying you know stick out it's all going to be okay um, and then your head's telling yourself you know what do you do you know more than this doctor then or you know you're not going to listen to the medical advice from the expert um, it's 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 difficult it's, you know football professional sport and football in general is is a roller coaster in terms of your mental health um you know I've, I've been racially abused i've been bullied by coaches and managers you know i've been racially abused by by supporters i've been racially abused by players the greatest challenge most footballers are facing today i was always told that i was the best thing that they've ever that you know clubs have ever, ever seen and that i was definitely going to make it and I was you know a future star potentially to go and play for you know at the top level and for your country and you get fed these lies essentially that's what they are that you get fed lies to keep yourself an opinion can make such a ripple effect just today the the Slavia Prague um, player got a 10 match ban he got 10, 10 you know 10 game ban guy got found guilty of racial abuse today 10 matches work that one out you know how how are they gonna stomp like, get it out of football stomp it out of football when the the punishment is is pathetic this morning i am joined by weymouth defender jordan rose discussing the greatest challenges footballers are facing today racism in football and mental health in sports and many more we start off the show with jordan rose speaking about how football has affected his mental health positively and negatively. Yeah, definitely. Both, to be honest. Some of the best memories I've, I've got to this day are, are through football. And again, some of the worst as well. You seem to remember the, the negative ones more because of the, the pain that's associated with, with the negative memory and, and how it affects your mental health that way. But, you know, I've been depressed at times through through injuries and through being released um, from certain football clubs used to really, really affect me bad, like to the point where I was like, you know, really low to the, to the lowest points in my life. On the flip side, I've had, I've had you know, some of the, the, the absolute greatest memories in terms of just thinking about them. Um, makes me feel so you know so positive and so good professional sport and football in general is is a roller coaster in terms of your mental health i've been racially abused i've been bullied by coaches and managers I've been racially abused by by supporters i've been racially abused by players i think when i look back on my career when it's when it's over the good will outweigh the the bad now the 31 year old has been speaking to taylor grew after he was asked what are the greatest challenges footballers are facing today Here's his reaction. The greatest challenge most footballers are facing today, in my opinion, is bad coaching. Bad management, bad coaching. Because football is a game of opinion. And once somebody has told your opinion or a opinion on you, it, it has the potential to set off a chain of events. My own story, when I was 
from the age of say 12 to, to 18 I was always told that I was the best thing that they've ever, ever seen and that I was definitely going to make it and that I was you know a future star potentially to go and play for the top level and for your country and you get fed these lies essentially that's what they are that you get fed lies to keep yourself in a in a mental state where you are determined to make it and it's you know it's done completely on purpose and it has to be done really when I think about it, it probably does have to be done you know it's like like a boxer if you, you have to believe you're the best because if you don't then you're not going to have that that upper hand on your opponent so thinking back now you know kids are kids are fed lies that are toxic really really are toxic when you when you break it down to a psychological level it's, it's, it's not a healthy environment at all and I really think that that's what's affecting kids there are enough role models in in professional sport um, football especially because footballers are idolized the only time you hear about a footballer in the mainstream media is when they're either playing football scoring goals or you know doing something or when it's negative way for football it's always it's only negative you don't see oh you know a footballer doing something good other than the ones i've mentioned it's it's always a negative spin um and when they're idolized by so many kids it's um it, yeah it's a recipe for disaster i feel there's too many too many uh opinions in football it, like i said it, 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 an opinion can make such a ripple effect because all it would take is someone to be told that they're not good enough after being told that they are good enough their whole life and that they're the best thing ever unfortunately for some young lads it has and it's caused them to go and commit suicide you know they've been released there's there's a lad that got released from man city um and went and committed suicide because he just didn't know what to do with himself and i can really relate to that because at one point i got released and and i was like well what do i what do i do like all i knew was football football was every my whole world and someone's just taken it away and the person that's that took it away you know doesn't probably doesn't even work in football now and it was just his opinion it's just dangerous there are so many players that will lose out that you know had may have made it you look at Jamie Vardy how how many people would you think Jamie Vardy, that told Jamie Vardy he wasn't good enough and then uh, his low, late 20s he's, he's getting picked up then and you know some of the best footballers I've ever played with are in non-league and in lower non-league and I just think how have you not had a career you know, I've played with players who have had a career. I've played with players at, at all levels of football, top to league two in, in professional football. And I've played with some some players in non-league and I, I promise you, some of the players I've played in non-league are head and shoulders above some of the players I used to play with in the football league. So it, it, football's just mental, really. I think it's just a challenge. Like now mental health is being highlighted and there is more help out there. <laughs> furious by the attentions of Andres Kudela. And the reason why it is nonsense is because when someone's accused or found guilty of racially abusing someone, what did they get? Ten game ban? So, ten game ban for racism? Come on. Like, it's become laughable now. I think it's just becoming highlighted a lot more now. I think with social media, with media as well, like social media specifically, literally that can't name a time when I can't remember a, a year that I was racially abused through playing football. It happens year in, year out. 
multiple times a year. I, I would, yeah, I used to go to, to certain football clubs to play football, and I knew before I even got there that I would gonna, I was gonna be racially abused that year, uh, that gate, that day. Sorry, at that game. So I don't think it's it's massively increasing. I just think it's been highlighted a bit more now. People are given the green light to to express their views based on the society we live in. I don't think it's increased that much in football. For, you know, if anything, it's just maintained. But yet, we just know about it more. Um, and as long as you know, as long for as long as it's in society, and you know, racism is always going to be in society. For as long as there's different races, there's going to be racism. Going to be in all sports, but football, I suppose, being a working man's sport, you just you just see it more. Or you know, it's more accepted that you can go to a football club, uh, watch a match, and racially abuse someone. Um, and get away with it as well. This is another massive thing as well. People get away with it. The the Slavia Prague um, player got a ten match ban. You got ten, ten, you know, ten game ban. Now, if you was a fan and you went and racially abused a player, that's a lifetime ban. You're banned for life. You know, Kieran Trippier got found guilty for for betting violations. He got twelve matches for bets for getting people to bet on him to move to another club. He got twelve matches. Guy got found guilty of racial abuse today. 10 matches work that one out how are they going to stomp like, get it out of football stomp it out of football when the, the punishment is is pathetic it's in a mess it's going to get worse before it gets better but at least people are talking about it now at least things you know are looking like they're going to start to be discussed more and people are taking more of a stand you know I think it's going to take players to just start walking off the, there was a Valencia player that got racially abused by another player and they all just walked off for me the biggest statement is walking off getting Getting changed, going home, game over, done. In the past, sports athletes have struggled speaking about their mental health. I've asked Jordan why this is the case. When you have a weakness in a competitive industry and it's highlighted, it will be used against you. Mental health is one of these these issues that has only it's seen as a weakness in men because it's men are, are supposed to be these you know masculine specimens. Don't get upset. Don't cry. Don't you know? Don't show your emotions. This and other. And you've had that that sort of a stereotype throughout your life. And it's only really been the last five to ten years where it's been okay to not be okay, and it's been okay to talk about it. We're at a stage where it you know it is okay. People can talk about it. But I know I wouldn't want any speaking personally, even though I've 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 suffered with mental health, and even though I've. Um, learn about mental health like I'm, I'm a mental health first aider I've got qualifications in mental health you know, I've, t- I've done psychology um, courses like you know sports psychology courses and seen sports therapists etc even even with all of that that I know I still wouldn't let my opponent know that I had a weakness because it's like a shark in water as soon as you you smell blood that's it you go for the kill. And I think you have to be mentally tough to make it. And if you are not mentally tough, you will not make it. And the moment you you turn around and admit that you're not as mentally tough as you think, that's, you, that's your dream gone. That's it. You're, you're not going to make it because you've been told this since day dot. You know, I was a 9, 10, 11-year-old footballer at, at clubs when they're saying, even if you get kicked and you're in pain and you're on the floor, you get back up. You know, you don't show your opponent, you get hurt. This, you know, that is installed in people from such a young age that the moment you you realise, actually, I've, I've, there is a problem, 
you don't want to show that that's a problem because your whole life you've been told not to. That's why people are afraid to talk about their mental health because of the the stigma that's attached to it. Because no man, regardless of you know your background, race, personality, character, anything, you know, sexual orientation, no man wants to be seen as weak. And mental health and weak is 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 directly linked to, to weakness um, and it took me a, it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with the fact that the way I was feeling and the, the, the things that I've gone through other people have felt and gone through exactly the same um, and I think it's going to get to the point where people aren't afraid to talk about their mental health They're, you know and it's not going to be a thing because even though, you know, especially after everything I've just said, even though it's linked to weakness and I wouldn't want anyone to, you know, to use anything to try and get an advantage over me, um, especially when I'm on the pitch. Like, that's why I've kind of, you know, I've, I've kind of got to the point where you could racially abuse me to my face and it would not affect me until I stepped foot off the pitch. So on the pitch, it's cold. You could, you know, there's not one thing you could say that's going to knock me. And then it wouldn't be until later on, after, you know, an hour or two after the game when I'm driving home or that's when the sort of stuff would, would start getting to me and then my mental health deteriorate because of things that had happened, you know? So every single person suffers with it at some point in their life, 100%. And that is it. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time for another Unknown Podcast.